And now, a word from our environment. This podcast was created to examine our environment with words and sounds. We use a word or phrase as a starting point to learn together about our environment. Our word today is energy. Actually, this is part one of eight on the topic. The information you will hear is taken from an hour and 20-minute conversation. I have broken it up into approximately 10-minute segments. The segments work best all together, although each part covers a topic about types of energy, where the energy comes from, and how it gets to us. Hi, I'm Lenny Labrizzi, and I'm here today with Tony Rose. We are both members of the Staten Island Environmental Educators team. This is one of the many videos and podcasts we are making to inform Staten Islanders and others about the environment and encourage action. Tony and I are both lifelong environmentalists. We hope you will enjoy and learn from this discussion and that, we, that maybe we will have piqued your interest to learn more and to do your part to make our world a healthy place to live. The overarching theme to our discussions today and in the future is climate change or climate crisis, or as I like to think about it, climate chaos. This climate chaos affects all aspects of our lives with energy in all its forms being the most critical. We use energy for manufacturing, transportation, heating, cooling, and growing food. At this point in time, most of this energy um, in the United States and particularly in New York State comes from fossil fuels. The era of coal is pretty much ended, at least for us. While we may never completely eliminate oil and gas, fossil fuel is clearly on its way to being replaced by renewable energy. So I think we'd like to maybe start off this discussion talking a little bit about where we are and what's going on now in terms of um, fossil fuels. Um, so, um, and how this affects the Staten Island environment in particular. So I know you, you have a lot of in good information, Tony, about fracking, offshore oil drilling and pipelines, which is how the energy is, is gotten out of the ground and how it gets to us. And, but each one of those things is problematic. Well, I think, you know, we should, um, well, one of the things, the first things to do is reassure listeners, um, whether it's good or bad, fossil fuels aren't going to go away for a long time. Uh, we had a, the, uh, someone from the Sierra Club who's been working with the state on their uh, wind energy program um, come and talk to us about um, how we're moving towards to electrifying, like our vehicles, we're gonna electrify our vehicles probably is one of the first things. And um, she was very upset. She says, you know, I live in a co-op. We just got a brand new range. I have a gas range. I'm gonna to have to now throw it out and get, you're not gonna get rid of your gas range. You're gonna outlive your gas range. It's gonna be a long time until we completely wean off fossil fuels. Even the zero carbon, uh, is calculated to include carbon capture. Right. So that is definitely going to be uh, 
gasoline is an energy dense fuel and it certainly is going to have a role for quite a while it's it's the electric vehicle is still a tiny percentage of of the fleet um in america but it's growing faster than anyone ever thought but it's still going to be a long time before we get rid of it yeah the, um, but but yeah so we're not which we're not trying to say to people you know you have to change your lifestyle and you know get rid of everything that's polluting because our individual contribution to pollution is dwarfed by by the pollution that comes from big manufacturing and from the cows fossil fuel company themselves yes there's a lot of panic there's a lot of panic talk that uh that the green activists are going to take away your hamburgers. We're going to take away your windows. That actually was one of the things that uh, Trump said during his campaign. Joe Biden's looking to take your air conditioners away, looking to take away your windows. <laughs> that was right after he hurts God. Or yeah. maybe that's before he hurts God. I don't remember what the sequence is. But look in terms of um, energy usage, that whole continuum. We started burning wood. You know, we, um, uh, we, we, it, it kept light in our caves. It kept the animals in a distance at night. Um, very few people now order a cord of wood to heat their home. You know, actually, my, one of my, my best friends gets two cords of wood. He has two wood stoves. That's how he heats his home. One on the first floor, one on the second floor. Because he's a Marine, he gets up at 5 a.m. anyway. So he starts his wood uh, stove. And it costs about $100, $150 a year to heat his home. Um, and that's life. That's a lifestyle, and and that's not far removed from where we are today. Well, you know, that's that's things change. That's, that's a choice. That's a lifestyle choice. Well, I mean, for now, but, uh, but 60, 70, you know, 80 years ago, a lot more people were heating wood. Well, eighty when when uh, I have a hundred year old house, and I'm sure that this house had a coal furnace. Yeah, and. Um, the owner would go down in the morning and start the coal fire and curse at the clinkers, you know, and take the, uh, look at the, like, uh, the beaches along, um, by Snug Harbor, the foot of Bart Avenue. There's, there's cinder beaches. Uh, the funny thing is we now are importing coal ash into America because the coal use has dropped so much. Uh, when you make cinder blocks, you mix concrete, and coal ash to make uh, coal cinders to make cinder blocks and they're lighter they're strong they're a good construction material we just not we're not making coal ash in america much anymore um there's probably good alternatives to that, that well that. we'll see but for right now again we're there were everything is in transition yeah. everything is transition um they're building buildings now skyscrapers of wood they have wood that's been laminated and treated and um and the nice thing is that when the earth shakes well the building goes along with it and it's a renewable source of construction material when I mean, we've been building homes with wood for a long time but we pretty much stopped burning it one of the things that got rid of the wood is that we found coal we found this rock in the ground that again was energy dense and coal gave us steam engines uh river boats the industrial revolution the kind of quality of life that we found today. But white butterflies, white moths disappeared in England in the late 1800s because the soot 
made all the trees so dark and gray that the white, white moths were picked off by the birds real easily and the gray tend to continue. So people say, oh, you know, we're just people. How, how can people impact the planet? There's a lot of ways you can see that people have impacted the planet. Absolutely. But we went from coal, coal is pretty much gone. Um, there's been efforts to keep it going, but um, the era of coal, coal is dead. Coal gave us stuff, but now we have to move on. And um, so right now we're in the era of fossil fuels, pretty much still. Well, those are fossil fuels. I mean, wood, well, wood not, but, well, but coal. I mean, but cl cleaner, but, relatively cleaner fossil fuels, oil. Right. Right. And, and natural gas, which is of the three, is the cleanest. Um, but there's but, also discussion, too, even, even uh, well, uh, if you go on the EPA site right now, be beautiful clean coal, they talk about burning clean coal. One of the things on the EPA, not the EPA, Department of Energy's website is washing the coal with soap and water <laughs> before you burn it. That's one of the ways that we have clean coal. Clean coal. So uh, I'm, I don't know about you, I'm not buying it. No. Another <laughs> um, thing too about losing coal, the amount of mercury in tuna over the last decade has declined in the exact same proportion as our use of coal. So, because um, that, that's the biggest source of atmospheric mercury is burning coal. Mercury, arsenic, um, nitrous oxides, it's, it's just foul, wretched particulate matter. We're in, in the air in the Bronx, there were kids, I remember reading about a 16 year old who found out that there were teenagers, there were other kids who didn't have asthma. Yeah. She thought that every kid had asthma. Every, every one of her friends does. Asthma. Um, but what happens is we're getting soot from Chinese coal plants yeah. that hit the uh, atmosphere, the stratosphere, and the prevailing winds bring them around the world. So it's, it's, you know, there's a butterfly effect to everything, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, like the, the, the example you use there of the, <clears throat> of the mercury, you know, so um, you can't put something into the atmosphere without that changing something else. Sure, and that, and that's really, that's really the, the crux of the, 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 you know, the, the naysayers is that no 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 it's not something that we did. Right. The point right. is it is you know we're we're, we're burning the, the fossil fuels. There's also the pointing that um, well making um, solar panels is a dirty polluting affair, and it has been it has been it's certainly gotten better than the initial attempts. But like everything else, look at the first airplane. You know we've come a long way in a hundred years um, in that. And the same thing where there's discussion now, instead of using um, uh, silicon, we might be using, oh no, we're using silicon instead of the, um, some of the materials that we're using to make solar panels now. Oh, batteries, instead of lithium, I think about batteries of silicon, because that's the other issue. If we make renewable energy, we have to be ready for when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow. Right. Um, so battery farms is certainly one uh, option for that. W energy storage now, 90% of energy storage is water. Right. <clears throat> when it's non-peak time, you use the energy that you produce 
and even um, wind turbines, they're still turning at night when there's no peak. So use that excess energy to pump water up into a tank or pump water up into a reservoir. And then when you have peak usage, open the gates. And as the water passes through turbines, it creates energy yeah. to help you in the, um, during your peak periods. And there's a lot of uh, schemes like that, including fresh put sending um, air or, or whatever, water pressurizing it in old wells. Uh, rather than storing dirty stuff down there, right. and, that, and then that old well becomes your in-ground battery that, as as needed, you release that that pressurized water or that or that pressurized air to run the turbines. We've just begun to explore this topic of energy. Stay tuned for part two. Please share with your friends and listen again to. And now a word from our environment.